Happy Gultide, all you Holly weirdos out there. We hope that you're having one hell of a wonderful holiday season. And to make this holiday season even more creepy, we're still going to continue with the tradition of sharing ghost stories. And whom better to have as a guest on our show to not only share some haunted tales, but to also share some LA haunted tales. Why our friend Rishi Duenas, who is an LA native and valley boy at heart. Let's sit down with Richie as we talk about the original Spanish kitchen here in Los Angeles. You know, the one that used to reside off of Beverly Boulevard. And if you're an LA native, then you know what we're talking about. And if you're not, then you'll soon understand and learn the story and the legends and possibly the ghosts that surround the original Spanish kitchen. You know how we warn you guys about what to prepare for before listening to an episode? Yes, grab that Himalayan salt lamp, sit within a circle of salt, and because it's the holiday, maybe you want to grab that mistletoe and that special sun one as we get Holly Weird with LA native Richie Duenas. Now, let the gold tide begin. all you Holly weirdos we're hoping that you're having a wonderful holiday season and if you're tuning into this episode and you're an LA native you grew up here you know the sights then you probably heard about the original Spanish kitchen so I ran into Richie at ParaUnity in Las Vegas it's a paranormal conference and he showed me this unique pan that had the writings the original Spanish kitchen well it turned out that this place had a very unique story. According to the Los Angeles Times, in 2009, Harvey shed some light into the legends and the stories and what really happened to this restaurant. Now, in order to begin, we have to go all the way back to 1961. One night, workers set out silverware, salt shakers, and even napkins at each table and neatly stacked the chairs. And there, the settings and chairs even remained unmoved for over a quarter of a century. A closed for vacation sign hung outside that night gave no clue that the restaurant would never reopen. And the question of what happened circulated around the neighborhood so fast that people came up with their own theories and stories. One story said that the owner had been shot to death inside and that his wife had wanted the place left undisturbed until the killer was caught. Another one that circulated was that the owners had some dealings with the mafia and the mafia had put a hit on them, made them go away or made them sleep with the fishies. And then there is this other legend, which took the cake for me. It was the legend of the owner who was the bullfighter and his wife, the flamenco dancer. And he killed her because he didn't like her dancing. So he ended up closing shop and disappeared. There were so many other stories that circulated and grew within time, even one that talked about a poltergeist that scared the staff and owners one night, the night 
1961 that caused them to leave and desert the entire restaurant and all of its silverware and napkins and chairs. Within time, the restaurant, which lay dormant and frozen in time, became its own character here in Los Angeles. It created its own mystique. So much so that a TV show by the name of Lou Grant said a murder mystery there. But the truth is, according to the Times, that back in 1989, they actually covered a story of what happened to the owners. And it was actually based on a love story that ended up turning really, really tragic. You see, it all started with the co-owner, Pearl Corretto. She and her husband, Johnny, had opened up the restaurant back in 1932. But it became a favorite restaurant and spot of the stars such as Bob Hope, Linda Darnell, and even John Barrymore. Hell, even Mary Pickford, who had a special booth near the door, would bring in recipes. But you see, here's the true story of what truly happened on the night of 1961. Johnny, the husband, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and Pearl closed the restaurant to take care of him in their residence on the second floor. How the building was structured is they had their own personal apartment on the second floor and their restaurant on the bottom floor. Johnny ends up dying a few years later and Pearl just couldn't bring herself to reopen the restaurant again. So it just laid frozen in time. Now, according to the 1989 interview with Pearl and Michael Zemanski, Pearl even stated this, isn't it sad how so many people never find their one true love? And always, always it ends in heartbreak, you'll see. Soon Corretto, who has since died, was living in an apartment by then, having moved away from the restaurant after it was vandalized. The family then sells the property in the late 1990s. And all of this was a long time ago, and yet the restaurant's mystique still continues to live on. But here's where it gets really interesting, and soon the ghost stories come surfacing. The restaurant gets sold and then it's turned into a spa on the second level and a hair salon by the name of Privé on the first level. They kept the Spanish sign from the original Spanish kitchen and turned the Spanish into spa, which only in LA this would ever happen, of course. Now, according to the LA Times article, they end up interviewing the co-owner of Ona and Privé hair salon, Fabian de Fergue. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but then again, here we are. Uh, Bryce and I are both the CEO of mispronouncing first and last and possibly middle names, if you're lucky. Well, let's just say that after the restaurant was turned into a hair salon and spa is where the ghost stories started to circulate. According to Fabian, this is what they quoted. I'm a very grounded person. I don't believe a word about ghosts. However, my husband, he's an artist, he believed it. But then Fabian ends up converting one day in August, as she states in the article, it was a very hot day, and I was standing inside the building, and I felt as though my legs were freezing out of nowhere. She then proceeds to explain, we did a clearing, in other words, um, we hired a psychic from Arizona to check for poltergeists. So the psychic ends up coming into LA. She ends up finding out that the place has five ghosts. And according to the psychic, and this is quoted in the LA Times, the ghosts were coming after my mother-in-law. 
Oh, it's a long story, according to Fabian. There was a nasty one. I think he was sort of a killer from the 1950s. The psychic then charges $70 an hour and chased out the spirits. These days, according to some, the building is apparently ghost-free. But the legends, the stories, and everything else that is attached to the original Spanish kitchen is still alive. It's its own ghost. And to help confirm these stories is our friend Richie Duenas, who is an LA native and is very familiar with the original Spanish kitchen. You see, Richie actually was the manager of Privé Salon for several years, and he can confirm that a lot of these stories connected to the salon and the spa are actually true. But you'll learn later in this interview with Richie that it's not just summoning the ghosts of the past of this famous establishment, it's summoning the ghosts of your family's past. And there is some sort of cultural connection that he makes with the original Spanish kitchen and his family. And it's really, really refreshing to hear and listen and tune into. So let's gather around as we get Holly Weird with our special guest, Richie Duenas. Welcome to Hollywood Paranormal Podcast. We're your hosts, Tammy Merhat Chavez. Hello, I'm Bryce Mitchell Williams. And we have a very special Ghoul Tide guest with us today. Yes. We have LA native, Valley Boy at Heart, Richie Duenas. Thank you so much for coming mm. onto the show, Richie. Richie, you have a slew of history, especially family history. Mm based out of Los Angeles that all kind of connects to what we're going to talk about today. And we're just so excited to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Bryce. Hi, listeners. Hey. I'm Richie. I was uh, born in Northridge, raised in Canoga Park. Those are both gigantic cities in the beautiful San Fernando Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and my Mom was born in Northridge and raised in Canoga Park, and my dad was born in Woodland Hills and raised um, in Canoga Park, <clears throat> and so forth. So there's my valley pedigree, <laughs> if you will. Absolutely. I was like, I remembered like we met each other at Unity, and we connected and you showed me this pan. It said the original Spanish kitchen and it just led to so many interesting stories, stories that connected to this awesome city of Los Angeles. And of course, this famous establishment that once, you know, mm. catered to the stars as well back in the day. And, and then you ended up working in the establishment when it was turned into a spa and hair salon. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely confirm a lot of the strange going ons that occurred mm. there. But um, how I always like to state in a lot of our episodes, in order to begin, we got to go all the way back. So Richie, yeah. take us all the way back to where you grew up, your family, and how it all kind of connects to the original Spanish kitchen. My favorite thing about the original Spanish kitchen, and you can see me doing air <laughs> quotes if you're on <laughs> Patreon, you should join it, is that it was a term that was used to hide the fact that it was a Mexican restaurant because in California in um, most of the 1930s, there was mm. repatriation, deporting citizens even, just a 
of Mexican descent unless you met a certain amount of criteria. So, you know, it wouldn't be great for Mary Pickford to hang out and be a regular at, um, you know, Mucho Mas Mexican kitchen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's got to be the original Spanish kitchen. I can almost imagine her going like, oh, Oh, Bryce, you must try the chimichanga. You're right. The Spanish chimichanga. <laughs> yeah. That is so amazing that you but brought up Mary Pickford because she was a regular at the original Spanish kitchen. Yeah. Right. That's like every movie star had their restaurant and Beverly right. Boulevard. I mean, that's one city block over from Miracle Mile. Absolutely. So you do all your shopping and hit all of the big department stores and then you pop over to your favorite restaurant. Sometimes it's, you know, something fancy on the fifth floor of the May Company. And sometimes it's the original Spanish kitchen. <clears throat> so that was on Beverly Boulevard until 1961. When it oh. mysteriously, well, not mysteriously closed, but closed for vacation, like any family business. So it was a family business. The restaurant was on the ground level and the upper level was actually an apartment. Mm -hmm. where the family lived the husband and wife and they closed for vacation not unlike tiki tea you'll notice i have a tiki Mm -hmm. collection Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you know when the dad wants to go on vacation the son's like well i'm going too and they just close up for four weeks or whatever right and that's what they did the thing is is they put all the tables up and you know chairs on the on the tables and closed up for business and went away and then just never came back. That's crazy. And I remember when I was a little kid, so this goes back to also my personal history. My mom loved Hollywood and LA Mm. and living here, even though she was from here, she wasn't jaded about it. So when I was little, we went on like the Hollywood bus tours and she totally did the I love Lucy thing where she basically took over the tour for like half of it (laughs) because she knew where she's like oh the guide missed this one Ooh, and this person lives there and that person lives there so we would do that and I remember as a little kid like looking in the windows at those like stacked up you could just see the dust and everything so you actually saw the sign that still hung out there closed for vacation, but it was a very, very long vacation that actually (laughs) ended up almost a quarter century long. Honestly, I think I could go for a quarter century long vacation. Like who do I talk to about that? Is it like HR? Is it my boss? What do I do? (laughs) Well, I mean, the worst part is there were uh, always stories about like the mafia coming. And then of course, um, you know, like they had a bad deal with the mafia and they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ooh. also being Mexican-American, like maybe they were driven out of town by, you know, paler Mexicans who fit the bill, you know, the more Spaniard type, you know, all sorts of stories flew around that, of course, I only now realized I figured it was something more mundane. And I guess there was some sort of magazine article in 1986, but in 2005, when I worked there, maybe it was 2006, hmm. um, after they had taken all that stuff away and remodeled everything, um, we were still kind of just going off of rumors. 
because internet 1.0 was okay but (laughs) (laughs) if you really want information you got to hit the library Mm -hmm. right get that cd-rom yeah right and i'm probably the only person you know who knows how to use a microfish machine (laughs) (laughs) back in the day with aol (laughs) Mm -hmm. desperate times so the place closes Mm -hmm. and it continues to be closed and then this couple comes in there yeah yeah this couple comes in and they buy it in the late nineties after I think it was the owner Pearl Pearl, who was um, the last caretaker of it. One of the original co-owners finally passes away. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that the rumor, according to my notes is that her husband had Parkinson's disease. And that was, that was the the real, that was the real rumor was the, they both (laughs) disappeared because the mafia got the mafia got they were chased off because they were Mexican. They were Mexican. Um, there was one, I found that the place was actually haunted and they were chased out by ghosts. Um, I think another one too was Pearl, uh, no Pearl's husband was killed by the mafia and that the place was going to be closed until they found the killer. So, (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, sounds really, really, really interesting. My mom, who also loved Hollywood tours, also loved mysteries and unsolved (laughs) mysteries. So don't think I don't know way too much about the Black Dahlia Uh, when I was way too young to know about it. (laughs) So this new establishment is still built within the walls of this kitchen mm-hmm. and it's turned into oddly it's turned into a, a spa called ona spa so and, ona spa is upstairs where the apartment was and, and then Privé salon yes. was downstairs so and it turned out that you were the manager of Privé. yes for a couple of, <laughs> couple wow. of years so oh i worked um, at a couple of one a couple of salons before that one in Burbank that was also art gallery Mm -hmm. and uh and I helped out with opening a salon in Santa Ana and you know had a good enough resume and was good with schedules and phones and understood hairstylists so Uh I got my job at the upscale Privé salon I seem to be really the only person who knew the old stories like you know the creepy haunted place right Right. well that's such a like an la i think brand is like oh whatever's in the building in the present is all that's ever been there and it's like we don't have a ton of history here being such a young city comparatively it's like calm down like there were things before like this whole foods was here like it's okay exactly (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, there's kind of a similar establishment and story of a unique building in the valley that's now called the Idle Hour. Shaped yes. like a yeah. barrel. That's one yeah. of my favorite places, yeah. Yeah, it that's off the For like 30 years. I remember. And just that. had a sign on front that said La Cana and had uh, like metal bars in the front. Mm-hmm. And there was actually an old lady who was living in it. And so... I think the more surprising thing is that the original Spanish kitchen that like they didn't just hide out in the apartment upstairs and become recluses, but did whatever they did where like the lady who owned this unique barrel building kept the building and 
apparently was the only property she had. And so just lived there and got a lot of, I'd met people who had like dropped off delivery there before she finally passed away and they sold it. I had no idea. Now the opening, you know, having just opened recently, you know, and liquor licenses come with properties. So yeah, after it opened, it blew up, you know, it, it, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone, I knew, and I knew I wanted to see inside that building. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. really unique. And I think they even have pictures of what it used to look like inside mm-hmm. of the Yeah, there's shop. a lot of pictures inside that one. Yeah. And Privé Salon did not do that inside. Uh-huh. They, that was not I would the Privé say, way. I would say that they gutted it, but after mm. looking at the pictures, the architecture was very similar. Oh, wow. And they just turned the kitchen, they did like split it in half, and half of it was for color storage and whatnot and then shampoo <laughs> bowls in the back um, it's such an aggressive switch from like a restaurant with food service to like the hair industry yeah so yeah i was at the front desk all the time a lot of time from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, basically running air traffic controller for gosh there were like two dozen hairstylists there at its at its peak, like on a Saturday with all the assistants. There were assistants, shampoo girls, there were a lot of people there. And so it was a booming business over there. It it I mean, it seems like it was a really good location and that mm-hmm. you know, and it was whatever super upscale. Like, oh yeah. Well with a name the owner's like haircut was, <laughs> right. Let's see, owner's haircut was five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. Um, and then you know, sounds about right. Like, like the least expensive haircut you could get there was probably about a hundred dollars. Oh my god, that sounds about right. Still, those prices are still alive and well. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm, yeah, it's Hollywood, you know. Right, Right. we had celebrities coming in all the time, so that was a thing that was kind of nice to bring back to the building while Mm -hmm. I was there. Now you're managing the salon and it seems like you're discovering things or people were discovering pieces of the past. So upstairs, um, the, the spa was like a cousin business. So I didn't really manage that, but I helped them with their scheduling because a lot of people would be like, I want to do all of this and then get a massage, but I want to be ready to go to the party when I leave. So I'd have to schedule mm-hmm. you know, the blow dry at the wow. end, you know, all of these weird little things. Like one of the first weird things I noticed would be like two people upstairs closing and I'm downstairs, you know, dirtling around, moving money around, putting things in giant envelopes and whatnot. <clears throat> and there would be the two people who are up in the spa literally charging down the stairwell. It was like a little separate but equal stairway. Like you couldn't get straight there from the restaurant. You had to right. like kind of go in and out. Uh-huh. like just storming down the stairway and we did have a little shared door that was glass and seeing them like try to get out as fast as they can and then locking up <laughs> like wanting nothing else to do oh my god and it would happen more than once no one liked being up there by themselves after dark and they always felt better when I was working late or one of my I never left stylists alone in the salon so <clears throat> If they stayed late, I stayed late. And they loved it when I was there. They knew that someone was downstairs and it was me and they were safer. So they wouldn't have to like 
run out of the salon or if one of them got stuck alone because you know you can only talk a massage therapist or a facialist into staying so long while you count money because you're scared (laughs) right now why were they scared what was going on they never wanted to talk about it too much but a lot of them Mm. would like feel presences especially um especially apparently in the weird outdoor shower it was super fancy salon is when people would feel it the most so Mm. a lot of the regulars would rather use the weird little inside you know Sometimes massages are messy and you need to rinse off. Um, even though there was this luxurious outdoor one, just people did not like using that. So and specific. even though the old man was not murdered by the mafia, uh, like many of us thought, and the people who ran downstairs, yeah, you know, would we always get these murmurs? You know, you work in Hollywood, you hear the stories, but it was a business that the man loved so he still could have had a presence there exactly that they were possibly feeling on the second level that second level was the apartment Mm -hmm. like where he lived and he lived on top of the business that he loved and yeah he and he passed away and soon his wife follows you also discovered something very unique in that establishment so I worked there and 2006 and I worked there for two or three years maybe more but in the rafters I noticed a python just kind of like someone had set it like after the remodel had set this python up in the rafters and I took note of it I think pretty early on when I was working there and it says original Spanish kitchen but in the stylized way or original it's like mm-hmm. a stripe down the middle. Yeah. And so I just left it because it's a spa I worked at. And mm. I had no idea, you know, none of this stuff's really mine. And so <clears throat> I would just glance up at it every once in a great while. And um, not unlike anyone who has ever had to quit a salon. It never happens on good terms. <laughs> never so does. It never does. That was the time that I ran from the building uh, scared. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I really didn't think about the Python very much after that. Uh, I went to go work somewhere else in the Miracle Mile. I was poached by one of the clients at the salon. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my God. And then, but I still had friends that worked there. You know, you work at a place long enough. Uh, Some of my best friends continued to work at the spa. One day, I hear that it's closing. I go to visit the place before it closes, like on their last day, last day of haircuts, and say hi to a few people that I still know there. And as I'm going through the patio, in the back, I see it still sitting there in the rafters. Oh my a God. little Spanish kitchen, original Spanish kitchen pie tin. And the way that the patio and things were set up, you didn't even really need a step ladder to grab it. So I did a little mild Spider-Man and tipped it down <laughs> and uh, claimed my prize from the original Spanish kitchen, a 
piece of haunted LA history that I, I can't believe that it just was years. sitting there for years, I decades. I mean, waiting for I'm, you. <laughs> I imagined in my mind that maybe, um, you know, contractors, mm. like there was probably a fully stocked kitchen. So there was probably a stack of high tins. Of and course. like one of the contractors was probably like, let's leave an Easter egg for somebody. Right. right. And it was like my little quarter sitting on top of the video game waiting yeah. yeah so you collect this python and it's like okay my little parting gift and mm. it seems like you have mentioned that the tin has some unique energy <laughs> attached to it i mean i always kind of thought so especially with all of the um the people i knew upstairs who had their little run-in with what they felt like was the supernatural and the fact that like that salon was open for almost 10 years and no one thought to take this python that was sitting in this luxury patio out of this rafter and there were a few other the mary pickford collect connection there was mm-hmm. a makeup artist who had like little setup in the corner and i almost feel like that was probably where she i wonder if he knew because he was right it was a he uh he was a drag queen though um, I got to hang out with him on a couple of Halloweens and he was, you know, everyone who worked there, the makeup artist to the stars, he sold airbrushes before it was super in vogue to do airbrush makeup. <laughs> and uh, I liked to imagine that he set up in that corner specifically because he knew like Mary Pickford held court there. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get some of that energy. Yeah, yeah. I would be game. surprised. I would not be surprised. And if you're a drag queen that knows Mary Pickford, then kudos to you. Can you share a couple of the other stories that people may have shared with you in regards to their experiences in the salon or in the spa? Mm. Like, were there so any apparitions? The worst part was, is I even like got back in touch with one of my back in touch. He's a friend of mine. I called him up uh, mm-hmm. not that long ago to like ask him about his ghost story and he was like I I I don't want to talk about it maybe we can talk about wow. it later and that's usually the because all he would ever get from people is like it was a weird energy like someone was watching me and I just needed to get <gasps> out of there like that was always yeah that, like mostly what I could get out of people that's so crazy because I feel like often people are so eager to share their stories like oh this is what happened to me so it's interesting that it felt either ominous or pervasive enough that people are still like i kind of don't want to talk about it yeah i mean it's also because in a spa like it's a massage therapist and you're working on people and they're the most vulnerable right so i feel like maybe they feel even more vulnerable Mm -hmm. because you know they basically wore their uniforms were terrible oh no i believe they were it. like they were like weird karate pajamas oh my god way to describe <laughs> them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. like a, yeah like sounds about right sounds very la just mm-hmm. slight distaste yeah. right there <laughs> a slight like they looked like what a 12 year old thought a karate man would dress like hilarious oh my god massage therapist to dress at least it was breathable perfect for the summer but that I mean that says 
a lot right there, especially mm. for an individual that has a hard time sharing their experiences there. I mean, at some points, you know, when it comes to the paranormal and experiences, it almost becomes too intrusive mm. and it's also kind of traumatic to where the person that received this experience unknowingly received it, you know, mm. uh, shock them. And it's something they possibly don't want to revisit, which I understand. Yeah. I think a lot of them also just wanted to shake it off as quickly as mm. possible and because I- they did need to go back the next day <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. put their hands on naked people all day and not uh, think about absolutely. the creepy thing that happened, you know, at nine o'clock at night when they were the last ones there. Yeah. Focus on Ashton Kutcher. Focus on Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) There's a lot of like energy being released in, I mean, you always feel a little like disoriented. Maybe it's too strong of a word, but after a massage Mm -hmm. or physical therapy, you always, even after performing one too, because you're, totally it's such an intimate energy physical connection there's such a high yeah it's very interesting that like yeah that would seem to be like at least the veil if you will would be very thin in that moment um a couple of the ghost stories that i found here now the owners one of them as i mentioned in the intro um stated that they did not believe in ghosts until they open business in the salon and spa and it turned out that one of the owners had come into work one day it was really hot it was a hot day in august as it always is and girl always and you know you're just opening up meeting i'm sure you're just turning on all the electricity and the ac and it was very warm and out of nowhere the she just got really cold like the Mm. room dropped severely in temperature. Uh, there were also, there's also another story of people hearing footsteps going up and down the staircase when no one was, I guess, going up or down to the sec- or the second level. I would get the, cause we had an intercom system. Oh, I really? Those calls. Like, Ooh. did a client just come up? Because <gasps> I had the little oh. door. Oh my God. So I could see the front door, which was all glass in front of me from my big front desk. And then over the waiting area mm-hmm. for the salon, which technically was also the waiting area for the spa, there was a, a little glass door that went to that staircase that went, you know, that technically had the separate entrance. Oh, wow. So I'd never heard, but I would get, because I could see everywhere, like, did you just send someone up or oh, something God. like that? But and So now you confirmed, yeah, that was true. Uh, another set of stories, lights will flicker on and off by themselves when workers would be either closing up in the salon or they'll just be working on a client and the lights will turn off and come back on. Um, another one is someone will be in the bottom level and hear footsteps on the second level when no one was upstairs in the spa. Um, and people would see, of course, there's a typical shadow figure in the corner of my eye. People would see, um, like a figure of a shadow, like crossing the hall or crossing a room. And I believe yeah, that those are kind of the present stories that I would kind of get that nobody ever really wanted to, to share. Huh? Like, yeah. Like I saw something I don't, I don't want to talk about. Oh man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering too, like, I'm wondering if there's intelligent and residual because reading in the history, a lot of movie stars, like famous, you know, golden age stars 
we used to go here a lot. So this place was open in the thirties. It catered to Mary Pickford, John mm. Barrymore, and even Bob Hope were frequents wow. here. So I'm sure this was a place where people like would come and, you know, do business, have a nice lunch, have a nice dinner. People would have fun, drink their horchatas. And... Uh, <laughs> right. And it's I'm... about how crowded the Brown Derby was anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm wondering if it's both residual and or possibly intelligent because you have an owner that could have possibly died in that residence. I and mean, even not necessarily having died there but being so attached to it exactly um, so much and, and leaving it. not on bad terms but mm. you know if you leave your home due to medical conditions like if you can't go up and down the stairs every day mm-hmm. and you're bitter about it and then you pass away like where are you gonna haunt this place mm. in palos verdes i made that up because I don't even really know the name of the family and don't want to mess with their privacy. I just thought that would be a nice place to retire to. Seems dry. Or the place that you love. Uh Right. I would go back to the place that I love, you know, go back to a Starbucks or something. (laughs) Somewhere that's familiar, especially. (gasps) Absolutely. All these Starbucks that are going to be one day closed if that ever happens. Oh, no, it will never (laughs) happen has all these, all this residual energy happening around them. (laughs) So um, I still feel the ghost of the Del Taco at the, (laughs) yes, at the the Starbucks closest to my apartment. So it turned out that the owners ended up hiring a psychic and the psychic comes in from Arizona. Homegirl is charging 70 bucks an hour. Girl. I mean, when you're charging $500 an hour. Right. I mean, Team. come on, come on. They probably flew her out too. I, I wouldn't oh be surprised. Gosh. Did you so, look up a picture of the psychic? Is she hot? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't state the name. Because I'm not going to lie, the owner... A little bit of horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't state the name of the psychic. So according to the owners in this LA Times article, um, you could find it in their 2009 archives. Uh, so the psychic found five ghosts, oh and according to the psychic, the ghosts were coming after my mother-in-law. There was another one that was nasty, and they believed the psychic believed that this specific spirit was um some sort of killer a serial killer from the 1950s oh my god but you know it was okay because 30 minutes later this house this salon is Kalia. so she cleared apparently this is apparently she cleared the salon the spa of all its negative energy and all five of the entities out so apparently Ooh. the building is a, apparently ghost free and was I there for that? <laughs> Do we trust I mostly remember the from TV Arizona? filmings like the we need to cancel mm. this Saturday cuz oh well, we well a TV I'm, crew going in. Apparently after the the psychic left little things according to the owner little things would still happen here and there lights would flicker things would fall out like product will fall off the shelves out of nowhere, uh, things like that. So that was according to that article of the, the Los Angeles I Times. I think they, they got a psychic to appease some of the massage therapists upstairs. Wow. Like I can picture two of them in my mind too. Like you have to do something. Right. 
yeah, I mean, let's fly out a psychic from Arizona to come and handle these spirits. And in right. 30 minutes, she handled everything. <laughs> Just took her 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Do you know how long it takes the Catholic Church to handle things? Right. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you can get anything done in 30 minutes. Like, Reminds me of that Clueless uh, uh, movie where... Mm. Cher is talking to her father. Everywhere it takes you yep. in LA takes 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if only. And it did Ugh. for like a whole two years after that movie got made. And, and then, then now it takes you a good hour. It takes you a good hour. Trust me, yeah. Bryce and I can tell you about the traffic here now. <laughs> At least we still have Coachella. Then you really can't get anywhere. X, exactly. So, uh, Richie, you also shared with me a picture of your, is it your grandfather's house? On a slightly related note, in the mid-1930s, during the time of repatriation, being Mexican wasn't just a thing you didn't put on your, on your restaurants. It was just difficult to live in California at the time. Jesus. And in order to avoid getting deported to a country you weren't necessarily from, um, my great-grandfather had come here. I didn't do the math, but technically it was the United States when he moved here, but it hadn't been for terribly long. <laughs> and uh, so when the time came and he had lived here for so long and been a citizen and had multiple children here, it was time uh, for him to have to have a house that he lived in and property that it was on. So he found himself a Pacific Electric Red Car that was being decommissioned around that area. Wow. As LA moved. Oh, where am I? Yeah, right um, there. As LA moved more to buses rather than trains. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure people have seen those famous pictures of just stacks of red cars in a thing. And there's actually a false reef out on the Pacific made out of them. Mm. Um and it's the exact same make and model of train car that the um, that the Formosa restaurant in Hollywood is made out of. Yeah. And the first time I went into that restaurant, it kind of freaked me out. I was like, this is my <laughs> house because I was also raised in that house. Uh, right. Oh, wow. So my great grandfather built it and raised his family there. And then um, when he passed away, he left it to one of his sons, my grandfather, my papa, that's the, the only one standing up there with the mustache. Mm-hmm. This is yes. post-war uh-huh. after Proud man. Uh, Proud his man dad right passed there. away. So mm-hmm. only two of these are his kids. I honestly don't know who these other three cousins are, mm-hmm. but these two on the right and this little uh, boy with the striped shirt was my dad. Hey, everybody was, was a cousin. Everybody's a cousin. In yeah. this <laughs> and he was raised in that house. And then later um, I would spend part-time in that house because wow. of divorce my dad moved in with his dad and my mom moved in with her mom mm-hmm. it was really weird all the females are on this side all the yeah. males are on this side right. of the family <laughs> they both lived in canoga park so it really wasn't um too far a drive between the two houses but yeah i was raised in a haunted train car <laughs> my Tata had stories. My dad had stories. I'm like the only person who didn't have ghost stories from the place. Uh, my dad and grandfather had passed away and I didn't want to live there because my great grandfather built it. Mm. He was not a carpenter and 
there were never any home improvements made. A friend of mine was a little desperate for a place to live. So he volunteered and he, even he had ghost stories and oh would be like, okay, so I got to tell you this feeling I got from what I think is your papa. <laughs> and he would like break stuff down to me. Oh my God. Kind of weird. And <clears throat> so was the activity connected to your great grandfather who passed? Do they believe that um, he is the reason why so the car my, had so much? My buddy Andy felt like it was my papa who I think lived there the longest. Like he mm-hmm. was the first one to kind of be raised in the house. Right. Uh, even though he wasn't born in the house. I went to great lengths to make, like, he did not want to leave the house. So I went to great lengths to make sure that he got to live there. I had family that wanted them, wanted him to move in with them. Like, come live at my big house out in the desert or come move in with us, you know, somewhere deeper in the valley. And he never wanted to leave. And I was the only one who got it. So Mm. that's all he wanted. So that is kind of, way i feel a little bit about the spanish kitchen like this guy there's one thing he wanted Mm. yeah maybe maybe he keeps going back yeah absolutely i mean we we always talk about it in our podcast that Mm. sometimes they always come back like your loved ones come back and if you love something or a place so much i feel like that energy always comes back it always comes to visit even in my Mm. old apartment i had a friend whom I'm sure a lot of you may know out there who's listening, uh, Michael of the old ways. He's a really popular brujo mm. right now, but um, I used to, speaking of salons, I used to work for Aveda and I used to live out of West Hollywood and I lived in an apartment that was owned, I believe by Paramount or Fox studios back in the day. And this is where they would like keep extras or even visiting stars to stay for a while. And uh-huh, uh-huh. I would always feel like something would come in and out of that, that little studio apartment of mine. And I remember he came to do some, um, some work on me in my apartment. He did Reiki work and he at some point would stop and kind of look around or look at a Whoa. door and he would tell me after the session, like you have a couple of visitors. Do you always get the presence like, or feel the presence of things coming in? And I'm like all the time. It's weird. Like Whoa. I'll feel like, like, okay, the apartment would be at peace. Like my space would be at peace. And then all of a sudden I feel like I'm not alone. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got the feeling just right now. Like I just felt like someone was just coming in to ch- check in on the space and then left. Damn. So I, 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 I believe it. I, to this day, love that apartment. I think about it because it was just like my little safety unit there. It was the first place that I lived in when I moved here. So I, I feel like, I mean, you know, old Hollywood apartments too are have that. Yeah. They have that like, unique, yeah, unique energy. So I'm sure like your Tata is going over there to that cart because that is what he was, you know, proud of. And yeah. that's where he raised a family and seeing other families. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. It's Christmas time. Oh, we're going to be posting a lot of these pictures yes, that Richie so is showing good. us on Instagram. And you can definitely find these photographs of the original Spanish kitchen on Instagram, along with the pie pan that Richie had taken. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the big question. Did you adopt the pie pan or did the pie pan adopt you? <laughs> that is a big question. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's sitting there 
in a busy space for that many years mm-hmm. and it not I mean honestly not getting swept up by the owners in a like that what the, what it is ruining the aesthetic mm-hmm. yeah, for exactly. the Mediterranean fusion mm-hmm. restaurant in the back it was always a different restaurant every six months <laughs> I sometimes it was that. a juice bar sometimes it was couscous only think, what is it right now is it a coffee shop I think last time I drove past it because I went to the New Beverly about a year ago mm-hmm. a little less than a year ago um I think it's just empty oh wow because oh. next door was a coffee shop for a while that's what it like is. right on the corner yeah it's like a cute little I assume it's still a cute little corner I... it's also rent on Beverly so yeah and especially after this last year like you never know what, yeah, it's still around. I there was surprised anymore. El Coyote was still open. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, but you, um, you never but know. It was, every... and I went there and I ate right before I went to the New Beverly. That's why <laughs> oh, I, I, I checked in, in so long. The old, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, but you never know, like with places around here, they come and go. Like, look at the Viper Room. It's going to be, I think it's starting to be torn down because now they're wanting so, to go. Oh, yeah, they want to tear it down. Oh, because... speaking of tearing down one of my favorite hollywood things is happening right by a mutual friend of ours apartment uh you know that old song uh they tore down paradise to put up a parking lot (laughs) (laughs) and as connoisseurs of hollywood history i assume you know that paradise in the song was this set of bungalows where all of these hollywood stars would go have Fun, we'll just say fun, (laughs) and so close to the Chateau Marmont, like you can only imagine Uh what private bungalows would be like half a block away. Uh, And of course, they tore it down and put up a parking lot. And currently, the parking lot is being torn down. So (laughs) I don't know what's happening in Los Angeles. That's hilarious. When a parking lot, even the McDonald's where Rudolph Valentino had a threesome with Nancy Reagan. Is gone. There's nothing what? sacred. Wait, Were what? they even there at the same time? I don't know. I just know that the Nancy Reagan fellatio stories were just in the news last week, which I thought were <laughs> yeah, hilarious because oh, she's an actress. Like, okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, here you have it, guys. Not only the old LA history, but also yes. LA Chisme. Old Hollywood LA Cheeseman, right there. Well, thank you so much, Richie, for coming on to the podcast and sharing your history, your family's history, LA history, and the history of the original Spanish kitchen, along with Prade. So, next time you're driving down Beverly Boulevard and you see the weird little sign that only says spa, yeah, you'll know that it originally said niche right after that Spanish <laughs> kitchen yes that is true they kept the spa for the spa yeah they, kept the nice. they took away the Spanish and turned it into a spa there was, there there was some eye <laughs> to keeping a little tiny bit of the history 
Well, let's take it to a close, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. You know that we always wanted to continue this tradition of sharing ghost stories during Christmas. Thank you, Richie, for showing up and being our guest and sharing these yes, thank tales you. and LA history. Um, once again, yet, yeah, guys, you can find Hollywood Paranormal on our social media at Hollywood Paranormal on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. And you can find us on Twitter at HWP Podcast. If you want to connect with us, you can just send us a little email, especially ghost stories for our listeners' tales. You can send them over at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com, or you can stalk us on our website, which is hollyweirdparanormal.com. And so if you also want to contribute to the podcast, become a Hollywood producer and keep this Hollywood, no pun intended, train moving, then Uh. you could visit us on our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com forward slash Hollywood Paranormal. And for as little as $1 or more a month, you can join our Patreon, tune into our secret podcast, which (laughs) is the... Saturday Night Ghost Club. Saturday Night Ghost Club is a bi-weekly podcast where we share true Hollywood or any type of ghost story that we collect from our friends, our neighbors, our barbers, our baristas, and so much more. You'll be gifted in pin stickers and magnets. And it is really worth it. Just for as little as $1 more a month, you can support Hollyweird Paranormal Podcast. Well, we wish you guys a happy holiday and a wonderful new year and bryce do you have anything that you want to say or share with our listeners i cannot believe that it's almost 2022 but (laughs) thanks for sticking with us for another year and uh yeah that's i don't know it's crazy let's keep let's just keep going we keep yeah we keep this train (laughs) moving bryce do you have a shout out from oh my god, yes, I was just gonna look tr- it up, but I didn't want to turn the it's literally the <laughs> no. highlight of my entire life. I don't think Bryce I'll ever actually be has Ashley has a moment. little story tie. <laughs> he felt like a little celebrity because of I know, his amazing literally... listener at a trader. Oh, yes. Shout out to Yancy, my girl at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Working the 5 a.m. shift at Trader Joe's. I hope she listens to this. I literally though I was laughing so hard because she recognized my voice, which I mean uh, yeah okay fair enough <laughs> and she's like yeah i listen to you guys like i usually work the 5 a.m shift and i listen to you guys i was like this is like a lot to listen to at 5 a.m i'm so <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry but she's great made my trader joe's even better it was a great day for me oh and, i know uh, i got that text I'm direct offer only now <laughs> <laughs> That was really funny because I remember like we just recorded our Thanksgiving episode. I know. I left your house and went to Trader Joe's and she's like, "Did are you recording a podcast? And I was like, are you stalking me? Like, <laughs> how did you know? Like, I literally just left Tammy's. It was so serendipitous. Oh, because we posted the you coming into the apartment mm-hmm. on our Instagram. So shout out to you, Yancy. Thank you so yes, much Yes, thank you so much in. for listening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this whole entire year and years prior. I mean, that means so much to us. So here's to 2022. Hopefully this won't be a dumpster fire of a year at all. Fingers crossed. I know. And just as a little tidbit too, um, on behalf of our friend Zachariah the Witch, if you want to have your cards read, your numerology done, please go visit him at ZachariahTheWitch.com. He is definitely offering his services. He's done my numerology. He's done work with Bryce and a couple of my friends, and they all 
could vouch for the dude. He is amazing. He is great. He's so patient and wonderful. So just check him out, make your appointments, and also stay Holly weird. Richie,、yeah. do you have anything else you would like to say before we depart? I think I just wanted to say、uh, thank you, Bryce and Tammy, for having me oh, on. You're If you're looking、welcome. for me, I am at the underscore Richie on almost every platform, and I've been working a lot lately with myparanormalnetwork.com.、Yes. Uh, Tammy's、yes. actually been on an episode of our show, Scared and Alone, as one of our Supernatural panelists who help guide our ghost bait through haunted locations. We're going to have more episodes of that coming up soon. Thank you so much, Richie. That's awesome.、And、shout out to myparanormal.net. Yeah. Well, happy holidays,、Ooh. everyone. We really do hope that you all have a wonderful new year and stay Holly weird. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye.